Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? It's showtime, folks! It's time! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello everyone and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. Whether it's then, now, or new, we're here to break it down. My name is Jay Bowman and I'm joined as always by... Well, looks like award-winning journalist Mr. Wyatt Arnt the Stanchion is not uh, joining oh, us this week, which okay. I will actually get to in a second because mm-hmm. uh, I did a little journalistic digging of my own. Ooh. But we are here with the Iron Man. Hasn't missed an episode. Every week he is here, the architect Mike Paris. Mike, how are you doing? Yeah, this as always thing. Like, it, it should just be dedicated to me. Yep. It should be dedicated to Wyatt. There is no as always for Wyatt. Because he's not always, is he? You know what? Let's put another nickname on the pile for you. As always, Mike Paris. Thank you. I'll take it. That level of consistency is hard to reach in the world we live in today. You are, as always, Mike Paris. I love it. I love that. That actually, that sounds Yeah, let's let's make that stick. I should have kept that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you missed an episode too. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I can't lay claim to that. Uh, We have a ton to get to a lot happening in the world of wrestling, both locally here in Vancouver and around the world. So let's get to it and start with the NEW segment. Oh my God! Come on! Okay, uh, Travis Williams, the NEW champion, was reached out to again uh, for this episode mm-hmm. of the show. We're trying. We'd love to have him on. Talk about the tournament. Talk about the win. Talk about. You know, what future challengers he's looking forward to facing. Just your your average run-of-the-mill stuff with him. Uh, he told us he'd get back to us if something fell through. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I held back this time. I didn't put yeah. in my two cents. I kind of stayed in the background, watched the DMs go back and forth there. Well, mostly it was from you. You were DM, 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 yep. DM. And then he said, like you said, uh, if something falls through. But yeah, well, so I, and where, I just, where are I, we at with this? I had a quick gander on uh, Instagram before we started recording, and uh, he's partying with Wyatt right now. Uh, what? Yeah. So I, 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 okay, okay. So Wyatt sends us a text saying, "I'm sick." Like, and the sick was in quotation marks. I'll, I'll give him. Don't. That. So, yeah. <laughs> like like yeah, I, so I didn't lie. read too much into that, but yeah. 
I guess I should have. So, so he's out. No, he's, with Will- he's gallivanting around with wow. AEW champion Travis Williams. Uh, so I guess neither of them could do the show this week. <sighs> uh, I'm sure he's doing some award-winning research for his award-winning journalism, of which there's now an official trophy, which he got in, uh, in Belgium, mm. apparently, and Elliot Tyler allegedly, supposedly was there. I was going to say, if we recorded this, that's what we should do. We should, from now on, we should record this podcast in Belgium, because apparently that's the only way why it's going to show up. Yeah. Is is if we start in, whatever. I, you know what? <laughs> moving on, though. Move, it's, moving it's you on. and me. Thank you. And me. Thank you. Yeah, as always, Mike Paris. Uh, NEW4, January 15th, is fast approaching. Christmas season, man, it just comes and goes so quickly every single year. January 15th is going to be on us in no time. That's usually how December goes. I don't know if I could speak for you, but for me, it's always like I kind of just blink and boom, all of a sudden, it's mid-January, and I have no idea where the last six weeks went. <laughs> yeah. And usually, mid-January... Kinda sucks, gang. Uh, it's a long time until there's another holiday. Uh, your Christmas bills are coming in. It's cold. It's dark. Uh, there's not a whole lot to look forward to. However, this year, the Commodore show is going to be phenomenal for NEW. Uh, they are currently a- offering uh, slam packs for the holidays. Yeah, so, I was, ju- was just going to say that. So, yeah. like, for me, the month flies by. Because I, I'm like, oh, I've got plenty of time to do my Christmas shopping. Yeah. Right? And and then before I know it, it's, what day is it today? De- December 14th? I don't even know. I exactly. do not even know what fucking day it is today. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, holy crap. Christmas is like pretty much next week. I need to figure this out. So what better thought to have for the wrestling fan in your life if you've left your Christmas shopping to the last minute? NEW's got slam packs for the show at the Commodore. What a perfect gift. For anyone, you could send him, him or her, and and their friends out to the Commodore for a great night. Get some free t-shirts out of the gig. Like, come on. Yeah. Anytime from December 10th to December 24th. Again, this is great. If the tickets are still available, you don't want to take your chances. But, like, maybe you could, like, panic the like, December 23rd thing. Although I doubt tickets will still be available. But uh, between December 10th and December 24th, uh, get your slam pack and you get four general admission tickets to the show at the Commodore on the 15th of January. Four NEW t-shirts and an event poster signed by an NEW star. I, I can I almost guarantee. One up. I can almost guarantee that the star will not be Wyatt. <laughs> if it, I, I bet if okay, so I was gonna say I wanted to pick one up just for the shirts and and the the poster, yeah. but I guarantee you, if I order one, mine would be signed by Wyatt. Just to, yeah, just to stick it to me. Yeah, he'll see your name on there. Oh, Mike Paris got a slam pack. Okay, well then, Wyatt Arts give me the one that signs his poster. But uh, yeah, it's a great deal. It's a great gift for him or her, the wrestling fan on your list. So get your tickets, get your slam packs, Ticketmaster.com. Now here's the thing. Maybe oh, I'm not sure what I'm what what they're getting into. Right? The 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 whole card hadn't been announced uh, until recently. But yes, since our last recording, the entire card for that Commodore show has been announced and uh well, you got something going on you want to go through that right now i got nowhere to be let's, i'm like wyatt i'm here <laughs> let's do it uh judas icarus versus uh the golden gun mark wheeler wheeler super impressive uh even though he lost in the first round of the new chase for the championship tournament i know everybody really liked like seeing him uh, a lot of people are really impressed and it's great to see him back at new4 going up against like a stalwart in this region in uh, judas icarus 
Yeah, we're talking about uh, what I when I walked into the room at the last show, I saw two guys. One of them, Arya Spencer, and one of them, the gun, the 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 gun guy, <laughs> golden gun, Mark golden Wheeler. gun, uh, going at it, and it was fast. It was hard hitting, and I felt it the moment I walked into the room. And he can he can go. Mark Wheeler can go. He can go fast. He can go hard. And uh, putting him up against Judas Icarus is a great matchup i look forward to seeing it don't know if you saw it bowman but uh josh alexander uh asked on twitter today who are two wrestlers that people should be looking out for in 2022 and his response judas icarus and travis williams oh man so a big push from a guy who's got a lot of followers on twitter for those two guys coming out of new and uh yeah this is a this is going to be a good matchup it is going to be fast It is going to be hard and uh, people are going to not want to miss this one. What a rub. What a rub from a guy who won the Impact Championship and never lost it, ever. Certainly not nope. immediately uh, afterwards. Oh, okay. I what won't a, break your heart again. What a wonderful dream that was. That's Wow, that's phenomenal. I didn't see that. That's great. Uh, other matches, we've got Taryn from Accounting, another person who made a big splash uh, and impressed a lot of people at uh, NEW3. Uh, she is in a four-way match with Taylor Rising, Gigi Ray, and Angelica. So we haven't seen Taylor Rising or Gigi Ray yet in NEW. Angelica was in NEW2, and she had an awesome match uh, against, I believe it was Liza Hall, where she got busted open in the match. I'm sure you saw pictures afterwards. And I did. Uh, really really tough lady great wrestler i'm looking forward to that and like i said taryn from accounting uh definitely impressed some people at new3 just a no-nonsense lady man like i'm sure the accounting department person is at any workplace anywhere (laughs) uh yeah i like i when i saw this match i was like this is a perfect match to have booked for this night um four of the the talents that the market isn't as familiar with let's get them all in the ring and really showcase what they can do and really start to build the women's side of the NEW uh, roster. And let's showcase them all together. Let's see what they got. Um, so I'm excited to see that these four names. Because, you know, we've we've seen Liza Hall. We, we've seen certainly Nicole Matthews, etc. Um, so let's see what these four have to offer. Yeah, again, I was really, really impressed with Angelica at NEW too. That's a that's a tough lady right there. Uh, th- there have been several badass moments in NEW in the first uh, first couple shows. That's yeah. definitely one that sticks out in my mind is her wrestling that match. You know, blood streaming down her face. It was oh, kicked ass. Uh, the next one, Bishop and Ravenous Randy Myers. They're gonna run it back. The NEW two rematch. I know Randy Myers went into that match and he had one goal to hit a suplex because we wanted to suplex somebody for the entire pandemic, and he ended up suplexing Bishop there and then uh, lost handily in that match. Uh, you know that was when the Christopher Cassidy was out involved in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, these guys are going to run it back. It'd be interesting to see uh, Bishop. Obviously, unfortunately, wasn't able to compete in the chase for the championship tournament. So he's going to look to come out guns blazing and uh, get himself climbing up the rankings because, you know, he wants a shot at Travis Williams. Everybody wants a shot. Yeah. At Tra- All we want is a shot to talk to the guy on an episode of the yeah, show we're, we want about the his shot. championship. Yeah. Like, we're not going to be mean. I don't know. I think maybe Wyatt's telling him to be wary of us or maybe Baroni. Mm. Saying Maybe, do you know think Wyatt's out there right now recording his own like side podcast? Oh no! Okay, that's only released in Belgium and like. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we never hear the exclusive it. Yeah. scoop. The Belgian scoop. Son of a bitch. That's a that, that's a we good. We should theory. check the iTunes charts in Belgium. I like, do every day wrestling. just to see how we're doing there. 
And okay. it's interesting that why it's, such a, it's interesting that why it's such a big hit out there. Yet uh, right. Wrestle Nation is, you know. Hmm. Mid. That's because he's got his own thing. That's it. Yes. Wyatt okay. cast or some shit. That's, That's right. right. All right. Gotcha, um, King. That's your assignment. You got to figure out what's going on in Belgium. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I'll play the role of Wyatt right now and say <laughs> that these are two wrestlers who have had amazing entrances in the Commodore before. Yes. Uh, so let's, let's see what they bring before they even start fighting because I'm sure. Both Bishop and and especially Randy Meyer uh, are going to bring it when it comes to that big stage entrance. Yeah, and the history of uh, Commodore uh, wrestling shows, uh, Randy Meyer's entrances have always been something that stuck out a lot for me. So I'm excited to see, uh, yeah, what he comes up with and see what happens there. Uh, the next one, when I saw this on the match card, man. Mind blown. This is maybe one that there's a lot of matches I'm really excited to see, but this one, holy shit. Tag team titles will be on the line. We saw a lot of friction between these teams uh, during the chase for the championship tournament. The wise men will defend their titles against state of emergency. Uh, Miles DeVille and Sebastian Wolf. You got to believe they'll be with uh, Christopher Cassidy at the time. Wow. What an exciting matchup this is going to be. Yeah, who's who's going to be with Christopher Casti? I'm just state of emergency. Okay, okay, just making sure. Yeah, just yeah. making sure that, that he's got his allegiances clear. Oh, anyway, who knows? A hundred things could happen between I, now and then I'm with that guy. Just throwing it out there, and he's playing um, all sides, so he's leaving with the winner, no matter who it is. I'm sure. Now I feel like a week doesn't go by where we don't talk about how state of emergency, and I feel like we talk about Sebastian Wolf more, but we don't give Miles Deville the the credit he deserves um, as the two big standouts. Uh, I don't want to say surprises, but two big standouts of what we've seen from NEW so far. So they absolutely deserve this shot. This is their shot at the belts on a big stage, and I'm very excited to see what they and the wise men can bring that night. Miles DeVille legit has one of my favorite matches in NEW so far when he wrestled uh, Daniel Maccabe on the Sunday show at NEW 2. Not enough uh, people saw that Sunday show. No, I mean, there, man. And clips and stuff were like, were online, but there were some great, great matches that one. Yeah. And that one really, really stood out. Uh, he's super impressive against Sebastian Wolf. We've talked about him a lot as well. You, just, you can't help but give him their due, right? Like they're, they're rude boys. It's fine, but uh, yeah, the respect is definitely there. Like these guys are great; they're an awesome team together, and I think there's going to be, without a doubt, the majority of the crowd. Not that they want it, not that they give a shit, but the majority of the crowd, I think, is going to be firmly behind State of Emergency. Yeah, yeah, I feel that too. And, and it's just they have this chemistry. I love the the matchup, the the kind of the big hoss and the kind of more agile guy. Not that Wolf isn't agile. Um, and albeit, I guess you could say the same thing about the wise men, like Billy Swade can move and Tony Brony is there. Uh, but, uh, but state of emergency just has this chemistry that is undeniable and they bring it in the ring every single time. And I'm, I, I love reloaded and I love the, the, but when I saw Sebastian Wolf, just, <laughs> just slam jackie single-handedly <laughs> destroy all of reloaded it yeah. was it was a, a brought joy to my my cold little heart yeah so yeah. i look forward to what they can bring in the ring at the commodore i still firmly believe that reloaded is due and they will be waiting for uh, arm is also due 
Har- oh yeah, parm parms do and reloaded's do. Uh, it'll be interesting because like state of emergency, as I said, will most likely be with Christopher Cassidy at the time. Now the wise men, a lot of their you know strength comes in the distractionary tactics, right? Using their numbers yep. advantage, and they've got Mister Ferguson. You've got Travis Williams as part of that group, but both of those guys will be otherwise occupied, I would assume, with their matches that have been announced for NEW four because Travis Williams is going to be defending his NEW championship, which I would love to ask him about. At some point in the future, uh, he's going to be defending it against uh, Artemis Spencer, former number one ranked uh, singles wrestler in NEW. Yeah, and and who better to go up against Travis Williams for his first defense uh, other than what I've referred to before as the face of NEW. Artemis Spencer is is the guy. Um, he is who who stirs the drink of NEW. So... Uh, I, I can't wait to see this match because I know Artie can put up a hell of a match whenever he's called to and Travis can go too. So let's let's see what these two have against one another. Yeah, Artemis. I, I, or ordinarily I would I would think Artemis here, but the, the wise men will probably have already had their match by now. They'll come in, but uh yeah. The confidence, though, that Travis Williams has after winning the tournament, and yes, sure, there was some outside interference in some of those matches, but again, the guy won four incredibly difficult matchups to win that championship. But uh, his record up to then was was a losing record. But he so he held his own is he, against is Josh he a Alexander. Though. Guy that, is he is he the Elias Pettersson of of uh, 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 of NEW here? Is he gonna have a cold streak? Going through the the January and February, as you said, January a very depressing it's cold, month. It's miserable. Maybe he yeah. has maybe he has sads, uh, Travis Williams, and it's gonna really hit him hard. And maybe Artemis Spencer gets the leg up here. I'm sure Wyatt will buy him like a therapy light or something to help him. That's nice of him. Yeah, Wyatt hasn't bought me shit. <laughs> Artemis Spencer, somebody who I've referred to multiple times as the measuring stick uh, of the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene, which I've explained to him is a compliment. Yes, sir. It is a good. It is a nice thing. I don't know what that means. It's a nice thing. I'm saying a good thing about you. Uh, if you want to prove yourself in this region, uh, you have to go up against Artemis Spencer at some point. So Travis Williams really wants to start this title reign on a on a very very big impressive note. A win against Artemis Spencer at NEW four is definitely going to do that. Uh, we've got uh, another fresh face that we saw at NEW three for the first time. Uh, Casey Spinelli. Uh, got a big win over Liza Hall. She's going up against Nicole Matthews uh, in a in a match. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. That is some classic Pacific Northwest wrestling right there. Yeah, that is some. I I don't know if they ever wrestled in Shimmer or anything, but they definitely both have have made their roots here uh, in the Greater Vancouver area. Casey Spinelli, of course, you know, off with Impact and and various uh, other other promotions across the world. And now is back to face someone who I assume she faced back in the day. I don't I don't know that for, for a fact, but I can only assume as they came up together. Um, so I'm excited to see what they bring now that they're both uh, seasoned veterans uh, in this region. Yeah, Nicole Matthews, especially coming off a really, really impressive run in the uh, the chase for the championship tournament and a huge win against uh, Artemis Spencer. That was a great match. It's tough to pick uh, my favorite matches from that tournament. All of them were so good in so many different ways. Uh, speaking of which, uh, one of them that was a huge hit was Anton Alexiev versus uh, Malik Mello. Alexiev is back, folks. He's going to be teaming up with Jesse V, who we haven't seen before in NEW, and they're going to be taking 
on uh, the uh, the oddball pairing of uh, Eddie Osborne and Eli Surge. So Eddie Osborne doesn't necessarily have a super great track record of being supportive of his tag team partners. Uh, I think these guys have teamed before, though. But uh, yeah, Eddie Osborne had another big highlight uh, moment at NEW3 when he demanded the DJ play his theme music in the middle of his match. And nobody complained because it's the best theme music around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I could see Eli Surge being a hard guy to agree with sometimes. Uh, so if Eddie Osborne has a record of of uh, challenging the thoughts of his tag team partners, um, yeah, many people would challenge the thoughts of one Eli Surge. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, for Anton Alexiev's uh, sake, um, the bar is a little further away at the <laughs> Commodore. That's right. Than it was at uh, at Studio. So. Um, the likelihood that he gets his face uh, run across a wet, dirty bar is less likely this time around. Um, but I'm excited to see uh, what these guys all have to offer here, um, especially Anton Alexiev, because I found him very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I wish I could move half as well as he can in a white leisure suit. So <laughs> we'll yeah, see what he has this time. Yeah, you say it's going to be tough for her to run across a dirty bar. Counterpoint, there are three bars. Four yes. at the four. Commodore. Yeah. Four. There's four of them. Many opportunities for him. What if he goes? someone goes for the, the Grand Slam, runs yeah, him across absolutely. every single bar in the building? Yeah. Um, hit a single, hang, hit a double. You <laughs> could do this, right? If you go to the upstairs bar, that's a that's a home run. Yeah. Where is the big hurt, Alan Jepsen? <laughs> yeah, Where's exactly. the big hurt? Where is big uh, hurt? I'm looking at this going, as soon as I see these two names together, Eli Surge, Eddie Osborne, I'm like, okay, will Eli get him to wear the hat? Well, that's the ultimate question. Anytime uh, yeah. Eli uh, puts on the tights and gets into the ring, will someone wear the hat? I think Eddie the hat should wear it. I'll, 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 I think Eddie should wear it. Yeah. On, on on this night at the Commodore, I think Eddie should wear it. It'll establish team unity. It'll establish a, a common ground. And finally, maybe Eddie can block out some of those uh, dark voices that seem to be entering his head a lot. Yeah. Uh, we have a battle of brothers as the Bollywood boys return to the Commodore, the site of so many huge moments for them early in their career, uh, as they face the Voros twins in a tag team match. Yeah, two of the hottest tag teams that this region has produced um, going up against each other. And I'm like, you know, this is like our version of the Young Bucks really is what the Bollywood boys are. They are they are the Va Greater Vancouver's Young Bucks <laughs> and go yeah. up against TikTok's version of the Young Bucks is uh is going to be interesting. And I I uh da chickeny? I I don't know. <laughs> I I didn't know where to go with that one. No, but. it worked. I liked it. It worked. Da buttery? Da buttery? Know. Um we also have I don't know if it's going to be the main event or not, but the last match we're going to discuss and get into the last match on the card. Uh I think they're gonna they're gonna settle. They're gonna squash this beef. Mister Ferguson and Elliot Tyler will be going one on one in a street fight. And if you've ever been to a wrestling show at the Commodore before, you know this will not be confined to the ring. This is going all over the place, and I'm super excited. It's been a long time since there's been a super chaotic bedlam match like this at the Commodore, and it's gonna you know it's gonna feel like old times. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, is it is it Nicole Matthews who I'm remembering coming off? A balcony at one point in the Commodore. I think there's I, quite I, a few people who've come. Few up. I know Matthews. Okay. She's come off of. She's jumped off of ladders and platforms and stuff. Let's, and let's let's hope the Commodore's uh, insurance policy is good because 
there is a lot to work with at the Commodore, and I'm sure uh, that these two guys who, oh man, I hope they can, I hope they can figure this out, so to speak, by the end of this match. Oh, I don't I think t- they'll ever figure it out, but I hope we can say that we'll have a definitive uh, winner, so to speak, of this feud, because this is going, it is going hard, and they are hitting hard, and I'm not sure who's going to come out on top, but it is going to be ugly. Get out of the way. Yeah, if you've seen any footage from NEW3, you know this thing. This, this stuff does not stay in the ring. Do you know what? The I, haven't, I haven't watched the footage from NEW3, but look out for Mike Paris uh, standing next to the bar, potentially getting a drink spat in his face by Fergie, because that, <laughs> that is pretty much what happened. Um, and yeah, so that's going to be the, uh, the Commodore show, an awesome lineup of matches, uh, also announced starting Monday, January 17th. So two days after the Commodore show, NEW wrestling is starting a new thing in the city, uh, a live trivia show at the colony nightclub, NEW afterglow. So it's a trivia night with wrestling matches involved as well. Uh, no one does this anywhere that I'm aware of, uh, cause I if they it. did, I would be there in a heartbeat. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, you know, Bowman, you and I have many things in common, uh, but trivia, bar yep. trivia, and wrestling are two of those things. Um, I, my team, uh, the Phineas Gages, I hope we can make it to one of these uh, nights at Colony uh, because, like I say, I'm, I'm there for bar trivia. I am there for wrestling. And the combination of the two is something I didn't know I needed and I need it. Yeah, and it's going to be a season of trivia as well. The top team over the course of the season will win the NEW Afterglow Championship belt. I go to pub trivia every Tuesday uh, with, with my team. We do very well. We win great prizes and everything. But there is no championship belt at the end of a season, uh, like a Grand Prix sort of situation. So the fact that you could be an NEW champion for attending Afterglow shows with your crew and answering trivia questions, and you get to enjoy awesome some wrestling matches as well. NEW Afterglow is going to be a huge, huge hit. So that's going to be January 17th, uh, Monday at uh, the Colony Nightclub. Man, I, if- I hope I hope we can have a Wrestle Nation team. I don't know if this is allowed. I think it I should be allowed. Why not? It should, why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, it'll probably just be the two of us because Wyatt will probably never show up. But Wrestle Nation team. We can do this. The Wrestle Nation of Domination. How about that? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I uh, mean, no. the new Shield has a good track record. At, That's uh, true. That's trivia, true. Bar trivia. So. Yeah. Uh, but it's not just like the, the 15th as well, the Commodore show. I know I mentioned all the matches, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Canadian hip-hop icons, the Rascals, are also going to be performing uh, at halftime at the show, which is going to be unreal uh so last time we got together we talked about uh, new we also mentioned that on february 25th new5 had been confirmed and taya valkyrie and b-boy had been confirmed for that show as well the venue was to be determined this will also be in downtown vancouver it'll be at the harbor convention center which is going to be awesome uh looking forward to i love the different venues that new is working throughout right it's a different vibe like honestly every every venue has been an absolute like home run smash for NEW and diverse and different. And we're not playing the same place every time we're going around, you know, we've been in Richmond and now in, in various parts of the, of, of Vancouver. Um, and this, this venue for NEW five, like hop, skip and a jump down the seawall, 
You could take the C bus there. There's the the Plaza of Nations. Or not the C bus. The um, uh, Aqua bus. The taxi doodad. You can yep. take that across False Creek, um, and right to the Plaza Nation stop, and it's right there, very accessible by any means of transport. Uh, so yeah, head down. This is a, another great venue on on what has been a like I say, hundred percent hit, never miss uh, options for NEW. Yeah. Now it seems like a week can't go by without us talking about the uh, the company and uh, stars that are coming in, the homegrown stars here as well. A uh, couple new acquisitions for NEW coming up in uh, future shows here. Uh, Max the Impaler uh, will be at that uh, event, NEW5, on February the 25th. Tickets for that will be going on sale January 1st of 2022. Uh, and then the other, I guess, huge huge news that was announced recently is that um for NEW 6 and 7 in the spring of 2022 uh Alex Shelley has been has been booked yeah. will be added to NEW for two shows coming up so we're okay we're going into NEW 4 in a couple weeks announcements are already coming out about Six and seven, and the yeah. announcements almost don't get any bigger than the fact that Alex Shelley, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, who I feel are the you know fathers of modern tag team wrestling, uh, that he'll be performing. The guy's a legend. Yeah, no, I know. No I know you're it. a huge fan of the Motor City Machine Guns. What do you do? You you Detroit your hand? Yeah, that's right. Do? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know you're pumped to to be able to see him see him live. And yeah, what a huge get. And, and the hits keep coming. And I, I know that NEW and the people in charge are going to keep getting these people. And that's not only because the company has is off to a great start. Um, like I say, well, these professional broadcasts, which Bowman, you're a part of, are really showcasing the talent in a great way. But we've got great talent to showcase here in the Pacific Northwest. So people want to be a part of it. And it and I mentioned that tweet from Josh Alexander, like the, the word is going to get out and, and people are going to want to be part of what we're starting here. Um, NEW will be, will be the destination in Vancouver for professional wrestlers from around the world. Cause there are some big stars that have already come through this territory years yeah. and years and years ago. Becky Absolutely. Lynch, Brian Danielson, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, El Phantasmo, the Bollywood boys, as mentioned. But you're talking right? about them in their infancy, right? Yes, but not of course. to mention the, the stars that have come through like Brian Cage, you know, people have come through, you know, as developed talent as well. But I think NEW has harbored this, relationship with the market and relationship with wrestlers that is uh unlike we've seen before but it's you know it's like getting to see stars like before their stars like how cool oh, would absolutely. it be to say yeah. that yeah you saw travis williams back when he was the yeah. NEW champion or you saw judas icarus back when he was uh you know well maybe he's the future NEW champion who knows i think he's got a legitimate shot at beating travis williams he's beaten him many times before but like that you saw these folks when Right, a lot right. of really, really bright future stars in NEW. So it's not just about the big names that they're bringing in; it's about the homegrown talent that is here. And this is your opportunity to kind of see them get in on the ground floor with some of these guys because they're going places. So, yeah, and that's uh, that wraps up. There's a lot of NEW stuff to Man, talk about. I, I, this let's week. just let's just wrap up the segment by saying, isn't it awesome that we can spend what were we at, half an hour? Yep, talking about our local promotion. Yeah, we got enough material going on right here in Vancouver that before we uh, get to the wide world of wrestling, we got we got plenty to talk about already. And it's a it's a great feeling. 
we went it's a good time to be a, a, a vancouver pro wrestling fan yeah we went 18 months without any wrestling here right it's like a kink in a hose and then all of a sudden now we have these awesome shows every single month trivia wrestling rascals what half more could the, you ask for half of the motor city machine guns He's pumped. I'm barking out. I'm so psyched. All right. uh, Let's get into the uh, wide world of wrestling. See what else is going on out there. All right. As is customary, going alphabetically, not just because it's the one that we enjoy the absolute most (laughs) and has the best stuff going on in it. Uh, We'll start with uh, AEW. And uh, yeah, Mike, this will be the last episode of Wrestle Nation that... uh, Brian Danielson is not going to be AEW champion. Wow. You say that very firmly. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. matter of factly. Again, I still feel very strongly that they've, they told the hangman page story. Uh, they paid that off and you can, you know, run it back down the line or whatever, but you couldn't have known when you started telling that story that Danielson would come in and have the immediate impact that he's had, had the run that he had. And he's just so legitimate as AEW champion that he's undeniable. Like yeah, Paige is going to be his first loss. Really, we're going to do that. Yeah, and I think I think for Paige, this is kind of a underdog story. Uh, the money's in the chase, as they say. Yeah, and uh, if they want to keep Hangman uh, uh, relevant and and pushing, uh, it has to be in in chasing for the title. He's he's the underdog. He is the the cowboy blue collar character. Uh, son of a plumber, you know, not, not literally, of course, I don't think so anyway, but it is that kind of feeling, right? Where it's like, oh, this is the relatable guy. This is the guy I like. I, I also like to, to drink and watch wrestling. Like, uh, yeah. so I am, I am hangman page. I would, um, I would ride a horse down the street if I was able. <laughs> there if you the go. It was empty. And yeah, I had a big match and I could dramatically ride a horse or ride a horse through a That's football what you stadium. Would I yeah. would do all those things if I could, but, but you're not Brian Danielson. so uh yeah i think i think you're right i think we put the title on on brian danielson here and then we um we we go from there uh because uh yeah i think hangman page is gonna be fine i don't think taking the title off of him takes any shine off of his gimmick or any shine off of what he's been doing or any makes him any less over so to speak um he's gonna continue to push and be good and i think that having a cocky Daniel Bryan as a heel champion, and albeit we've only had what two months of a face champion, which is a little bit weird. But um, yeah. to go back to once again, but the like Danielson is not a heel in the in the darkest sense. It's, he is it's the, relative to whoever he's like he's fighting. Right. Whoever he's wrestling determines yeah. like who he is. If he was to come out of this and MJF comes out of the punk program and it was going to be Danielson versus like MJF, right. uh Danielson would be facing it cuz again, he hasn't changed he's he's changed his character like a little bit, yeah. but he's but here he would to still be re- yeah. he'd be face in the sense that he would still run the exact same gimmick, but in face he'd be I am the best wrestler in the world. Yes. And right now, it's I'm the best wrestler in the world, and that makes me an asshole. And but I'm gonna, gonna kill your friends. Flip that, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. could easily flip that to I'm the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, because was... you're just good on the microphone or whatever he has yeah. to say against MGF, right? Yeah. Um, or whomever. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the right way to go. It, once again, it doesn't take any shine off of Hangman Page, and we can keep going with everyone being exactly as great as they can be. 
Yeah, it was last year, Winter is Coming uh, 2020, where Kenny Omega beat Jon Moxley for the uh, for the championship. Right. So there is a historical background of the title changing hands at Winters Are Coming. As much so. history as AEW can <laughs> One have. year yes. worth of it, yes. The title has never not changed hands at Winter is Coming. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Stats. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, I would just like, I would, I would hate to see Danielson... Uh, I'm going to finish this whole thought, so don't just take fragments of it and freak out on me. I would hate to see <laughs> Danielson as AEW champion and Punk beating MJF and being the number one contender and then people tearing down this match of all oh, just these w- XWE guys came in and they just put them at the top of the card and stuff because it's like, it's not like you're seeing, no disrespect, but it's not like you're seeing Braun Strowman and, uh, was it uh, Murphy come in? Yep. And then they're doing it, right? These are two right. of the biggest stars right. in the last, like, 15, right. 20 years in these two guys. So, like, it's it's not a, oh, just XWE guys getting pushed. This is, like, TNA shit all over again. No, 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 no. This is different here. Which even, like, to TNA's defense, it's different when it's, like, oh, you've got Kurt Angle wrestling, like, Christian for the, like, NWA TNA championship versus, like, you have RVD versus, like, Ken Kennedy. Or something like that. Like, yeah, now we're talking a little bit. We're getting a little bit different here. But these guys yeah. at the top of their game, I think their program would be awesome if they work yeah. one together. But you just sure. know there'd be tons of people like anti AEW folks just shitting on it. Like, oh, look at them burying their home. Are there anti AEW folks? Ta- oh, dude, yeah. Oh, god, oh, yeah. God. Do- there, there are there to... are fervent WWE loyalists on like social media and stuff that will just rip and bury and. Just are you sure those aren't like burner accounts? It's not like uh, Tommy two four seven two four 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 one. Guy's name was, one guy's name was Dunn Kevin. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. Maybe it's Kevin Dunn's burner, and he just flipped his oh. names around. I, I thought you said dumb Kevin. No, d- <laughs> well, uh, yeah. That's what we'll change it to now. Shit, Six they're on half me. a dozen. <laughs> they're on to me. Uh, Danielson just continues his awesome run through the Dark Order. I'm just, I adore this the story that they've told. Uh, throughout uh, the last several weeks building to this match while keeping these guys apart, but also keeping it so, so personal. Yeah. just can't wait to see him uh, get in the ring and mix it up. Uh, Let's talk a bit about, uh, we talk about it every single week because it's hot topic, uh, Punk and MJF. I will say this, and if you want to point to why AEW is miles ahead of where WWE is as far as an entertaining wrestling product goes, Paris, when's the last time you saw a company commit to having one of the most dastardly heels they have in their entire organization remain incredibly over in their hometown and be adored? Are we going back to Bret Hart's a face in Cal or face in Canada and heel in the USA? Because like if there's this only was, one Long Island, though. Yeah, if this was WWE. There isn't Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto, yeah, I, I know, Montreal. But you, you know what I mean. If this was WWE, he'd come out and say, what's well, the fucking Miz does it all the time. Oh, they're chanting, welcome home in Cleveland. He's like, yeah, I live in LA now. I hate Cleveland. Oh, right. boo, boo, boo. It's like, no, this guy embraces it. He loves it. He is a mega face. Not changing anything about his character, but so incredibly over. In Long Island, and it made for a really, really fun watch of Dynamite last week. It was amazing. It yeah. gave it gave CM Punk something different to do as well. Yeah. CM Punk was allowed to flex a different muscle and not the same kind of stuff he's been doing the last however long. They hated he was allowed him. Yeah, he was allowed to play the heel a little bit, which I'm sure he enjoyed. 
and we i enjoyed i want i want to cheer cheer cm punk and boo mjf but this was all fine with me i don't it doesn't hurt my sensibilities to see which i feel like wwe and vince thinks it will like if oh if if Mike Paris sees it, oh, yeah, MJF bro. being cheered, he's never going to watch again. It's like, no, like, I love it. I, I want that. I want, and his, I loved the promo package. That the, was, like, that was, him, that was him speeding because it was so MJF. Like there was nothing about it that took away from his character in order to make him a face. It was like, he, you know, speeds in and on Ferrari or whatever the fuck it was. And, yeah. and puts on his letterman jacket and walks on the, on the football field. And everyone loved it. And it was great, and like I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, I'm a MJF supporter. I'm an MJF fan because I think he's great at what he does." Yeah, but he's not a face to me now. But I, I love, like, like you say, it's just well, let's uh, embrace it. Like, let's let's follow what the fans are going to do. And by the way, like the fans embraced it too. They wanted an excuse to cheer him. They didn't want to feel like they were going against what. AEW wanted them to do when they yeah. were cheering him. They just followed suit as well, and there were I yeah and I loved every moment of it, and and I'm not sure if anything can be replicated anywhere else because it's not the same anywhere else. And MJF in Long Island versus CM Punk in Chicago is a rivalry that I want to see, and it's like a it's a fan rivalry. Yeah. It's not a wrestler rivalry, and I'm into it. Why wouldn't he be proud? To be where he's from and yeah. look down on everybody who's not from Long Island. And, and why, why wouldn't, wouldn't they, they want the, yeah. the people of Long Island be supportive of him? There's no reason not to be, right? This is it masterful. Fits. It fits. It's beautiful. I, I love it. You know, as the wrestling fan, I'm not a dumb dummy and I appreciate not being treated like one. Uh, yep. by whoever's writing the show and anything like that. So, yeah, the fact that this guy's not just going to turn on his hometown, like, oh, I'm just glad, I'm I'm sorry it took me so long to get out of this dump. Like, oh, no. Like, just lean into it. Even during like, the Dynamite uh, Ring Battle Royal, he's hiding behind Wardlow, and then he'll sneak out, run across the ring, give Dante Martin a double axe handle, and then scamper back and hide behind Wardlow. And people <laughs> went nuts. Yeah. They yeah. went crazy. And let's talk about after the match. Uh, we'll talk about Dante Martin a bit in a second, but uh, MJF, he's he's there, he leaves, Dante Martin's getting his ass kicked by like, uh, Ricky Starks was in there, and MJF like thinks about going back, and he's like, no, no, then he walks away, gets to the ra- gets to the entrance, like looks back, and the crowd's kind of chanting him on, he's like, no, no, then he just turns on a dime and runs back, and the place goes crazy, and I'm thinking in my head, if he joins in on this beatdown, this is brilliant. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's exactly what happens. And he jo- he stays true to his character, beats up the plucky babyface who was already getting his ass kicked, and the crowd went insane for it. Yeah. Man, this is good stuff. I'm so happy to talk about it because uh, it was just – it was so well done and also so rare. And it's also – it's as rare as it is simple, right? Yeah, and it's going to seem like a weird fleeting time the last couple years of shows without – arena audiences uh yeah. when, if you look at this 10 years ago or 10 years from now rather um but like that's something that you know and i wasn't a huge supporter of them bringing people back you know because of bad things in the world um but this is something you couldn't have done no you couldn't do this in the performance center you can't replicate this and yeah. it's like in the thunderdome you can't yeah, do it yeah yeah you can't do this and it's just it's it's really masterful how they've embraced it and, and i think it's 
it's wrestler-led. It feels wrestler-led anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get a huge pop in Long Island. What are we going to do about it? Like, let's figure out how to make this work, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They, they, and, they and pulled like it I say, off so well. Yeah, CM Punk being able to, you know, throw some heat onto the Islanders and stuff like that. That's all you got. That's all you got. They're so much louder in Chicago. (laughs) Oh, it's like if he was here, it's like talking shit about Toronto. Like, oh, we just eat it up. So, um, so MJF, what do you think of the dynamite diamond ring deal where, uh, the last two in the battle Royal will then meet in a one-on-one match for the, uh, for the ring the week later. Do you like this? Do you not like this? Again, this is something that's relatively new. I like it in premise. Yeah. But it makes, especially the way how that match finished, it felt very anticlimactic. Like, it was just like, oh, this match is over? That's weird. Okay, fine. This Battle Royal, it leaves two people in the ring. Like, there's ways that you could do it. You know, some sort of, like, double, there's four people, and then they both eliminate someone, and then it feels like it culminates in something. Or to have some sort of uh, heat or altercation at the end of that match would have been better to have but this felt very anticlimactic but i like it as a premise well i thought like uh you know slightly disagree i thought that it was great that they used this to play off the uh the team taz thing with dante martin yep. which uh yeah so i thought the way that they executed this time when it came down to uh, starks and dante martin against um i have i have a point of improvement okay yes i'd love to hear it. have them go right into the match oh right then and there yes mm, okay I think that would be fun, and obviously you'd need guys who could who could you know last work a fifteen minute forty five minutes yeah yeah after <laughs> yeah. a battle royal yeah. battle royals are that relatively... would be interesting yeah okay um but yeah you know, I don't think that's this was the right time for that but I I would like that as a as a way to finish yeah. um but yeah it was good to kind of tied two separate storylines together yeah and w- so where does Dante Martin lie with Team Taz because I think there's an interesting way they could go with this as well. Because he's, he's now on the outs because Starks beat the shit out of him. And Taz was all befuddled. Like, how could he do this to us? Blah, 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 blah. But this could be like, no, he's got that killer instinct. He's got what team is. Maybe Ricky Stark. Ricky Starks is not leaving Team Taz. But, like, yeah, maybe they can go with, no, he's more Team Taz than any of you guys. So here's what I would love to see. A kind of flip on the script of, of, a, of an old trope, which is you sign the contract. Okay. Because yeah. Dante Martin signed a contract with Team Taz. Yeah. So even though he's turned on them, he as a as a face or as the person who has turned on them has that contract. Mm -hmm. So now he should be able to reap the benefits of whatever that contract entailed, despite the fact that he has wronged them somehow. Yeah, yeah. So I I like that as kind of like a twist on the like, oh, I signed that contract because I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. It's like a reverse trap. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I knew that I could. So now I'm gonna realign myself with Leo Rush, but now they have to be in my corner every time, whether they like it or not, or you know something they have like to support me. I have yeah. to reap the benefits yeah. of the training, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. because I'm yeah. a member of Team Taz. I signed it exactly. Hook I signed the offered contract. me Hook offered me some chips, and I took them. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so surprised that Dante Martin like turned or whatever. Like, you think he was really convinced by a handful of Doritos that Hook offered him? Like, honestly. <laughs> That's, that was were Doritos? I'm not sure. I was a couple. I'm pretty sure they were Doritos. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Hook, the long-awaited send Hook moment happened uh, Friday at Rampage, uh, where Hook wrestled Fuego del Sol, and fuck me, man, Hook looks great. People, yeah, are into I, it. I haven't, I haven't seen any of this, but I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. Like, so, what have you seen? Uh, I've seen the match, 
and he can go. He can go, man. It's super quick, really, really smooth. Looks great. Like, yeah, it's. I saw somebody mention that. Yeah, that um, the quiet guy hasn't done. The little guy hasn't done anything yet. Simpsons booking really, really <laughs> paid off because it's so long of just drawing this out and Punk calling it out. Oh, send hook. But uh, is he a charisma vacuum? Because I feel like he no, is. No, man. I I think he's he's so disaffected. Uh, that I think it really <laughs> works. It works. It's so far past zero that it's all the way back up to ten. All right, I'll yeah. have to watch. No, it's it's good, but uh, no, the the wrestling is good. It's good suplexes. He moves around the ring really, really, really fast. Um, yeah, it seems like a natural. So yeah, I can't wait for the hook versus uh, uh, Dominic Mysterio match. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Dominic. Let's Mysterio. get the next gen. Yeah, let's Come get on. him. Let's get him ready. Uh, moving over to uh, and uh, what's Brock? Brock uh, Anderson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. They tried to push him to the moon. They for did. They can't. Seconds there. They can't all be Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dominic Mysterio just it just doesn't just doesn't look right. You know, like is this something there missing? Right. Well, there. You know, you got the 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 one son who is way bigger than you'd anticipate him to be. Yep. In in Dominic Mysterio, and then you've got Hook, who's way smaller than you'd anticipate him to be. <laughs> from Taz, it's it's kind of a, a interesting mashup there. Yeah. Uh, moving over to uh, WWE. So we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, and then a day or two later, it was official. So Jeff Hardy was uh, was released from WWE. Apparently, the scuttlebutt is that they uh, offered to send him to rehab. He declined, and their hands were tied, so they severed ties with him. Sad to see. Incredibly sad to see. And it makes you wonder, like, if he's denying... Uh, you know, the opportunity for, for WWE to help him out in that scenario. Is he in denial? Is he given up? Like, I, I, I don't know. Legendary career. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, where he goes from here. Uh, all, what, what can you say? Right. All the yeah. best. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to get into, uh, well, two things. First of all, uh, yeah. Rest in peace to, uh, to Jimmy Rave, uh, sadly passed away. He's, you know, uh, stalwart on the indie scene and, and TNA for uh, for a while. Uh, looks like he has a real tough, real tough several years. Uh, the last run of it, so really sad to see as well. A um, lot of people, a lot of tributes pouring out. A lot of people had a lot of positive stuff to say about uh, Jimmy Rave. Um, speaking of Jimmy Rave, so you know, obviously Ring of Honor had their final battle um, this past weekend, and it's a temporary hiatus air quotes air quotes air quotes but a lot of people saying this could be you know it for ring of honor you got jonathan grisham starting terminus everybody else will probably go jay lethal's already at aew um yeah this could be it for one of the most influential wrestling companies of the last 20 years you look at top guys in all um companies not just that but like the style of wrestling that became really popular out of like ring of honor and you can't help but think that this was you know as much a cultural shift in what wrestling is and how it's presented as ecw was in the mid 1990s not in the late 90s it's on tnn and stuff but like pre-attitude era where ecw was doing that stuff like roh just i feel as influential in changing the direction of what wrestling can be yeah roh uh you know throughout the mid mid aughts was the was the indie scene so to speak or what you perceive the indie scene to be 
and that style. And they have really groomed, for starters, they've groomed some of the best wrestlers in the world that you see today. Brian Danielson, CM Punk. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Like Roderick Strong, like, your, boy, your boy Roddy, Austin, the, Austin Aries, even like Jamie Gibson. Like who was Jamie Noble in WWE? Didn't yep. really like he was a huge deal in Ring of Honor. The resurrection of Jerry Lynn that happened in Ring of Honor was big. Like you can keep going up and down the list of like luminaries that have come out of there. Yeah, so many and but like you said, you put it perfectly, right? Like this was not only about the talent that came through there, but about the style. This was the change of style. It was bringing that style to a new era was what spawned nxt it was what spawned eventually AEW, right it you know that style of wrestling what we see today stems from roh and, and the people who have come through there and you know i i had the pleasure of seeing an roh uh njpw show um i think it was roh anniversary 13 i want to say in vegas vegas yeah and um just looking back, and I didn't appreciate it at the time, but looking mm. back at the wrestlers I saw that night was it's mind blowing to see the talent that I saw that night, um, in a really small, intimate arena. Um, but yeah, it's they've really formulated what we know to be wrestling today, specifically independent wrestling today. Yep. Um, PWG and ROH like were kind of made that brand, and all those people that came through there and. Yeah, it's a sh it's sad to see, but you know, it's almost kind of heartwarming to see at the same time. It's like, yeah, now is probably the right time. Now is probably the right time to step aside and and to let um, you know, other companies shine and to let their talent shine elsewhere. Um there was a lot of good like goodbye videos um from various wrestlers including CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Yeah. Um throughout different companies uh, giving their shout out to what ROH has meant to them and has meant to the industry at a large. Um, of course, the surprise of the night, maybe Braun Strowman showing up or whatever he's going yeah, by these days Titan. Yeah. to, 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 to give them a send off, I guess, cause he is still a free agent. So yeah. I guess it's, uh, uh, just as a say goodbye, um, part of thing to give a bit of a pop to the, to the rating. So, yeah. Cause I mean, it was, it was so different. Right. Like, I remember the first time I saw ECW in like the, you know, late 90s and stuff, how like it just blew my mind. And I was like a late comer to ECW. It wasn't until they got their deal on TNN that I was actually able to like watch them. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like it blew my mind. It was so different than what WWE, uh, WWF and what WCW were putting on. Right. And the first time I saw what Ring of Honor was doing in the mid 2000s, again, it was so different than what WWE had become after the invasion and all that sort of stuff where like, yeah, that that sort of wrestling can survive and it should because it's a great alternative i mean think i'm like loki was another one who i oh, yeah. boom, i loved loki man he was great um and even in the early 2000s um kevin steen yeah adored kevin steen uh eddie edwards davy richards the american wolves love them el generico uh tyler black who became seth rollins uh the kings of wrestling chris hero and claudio castagnoli who became cesaro like all these guys man was just so great. The multi-year story told between Generico and Kevin Steen, like yep. long-term storytelling that takes place over the course of three years was great, great stuff. Adam Cole, that's the first place I saw Adam Cole wrestle. I remember when Hangman Adam Page was just Adam Page and he was a uh, young boy. 
Yeah. Uh, for uh, I think it was was he working with the Kingdom at the time? I can't remember who he was the young boy for. But uh, yeah, he was a stooge. He was getting pushed around and stuff. But to kind of relate it to present day, you know, like AEW having this kind of open door policy with other companies. And I, I think that ROH started there as well, right? They had uh, the storylines carried over into PWG. They carried over into NJPW. Like they, the relationships were all there throughout the, the, the different brands underneath the different indie brands underneath WWE. And AEW has kind of continued that legacy now, so uh, it's good to see that um, continue because I would love to see a story. And I think we already have, right? Like AEW invaded PWG a while ago. They yep. have a good relationship with NJPW. So, um, you know, we've seen those relationships keep going. And I, I think that ROH kept that door open for different brands. And like I say, I think it's I think it's a, a good thing for the industry. I think it's a good thing for for ROH. They're picking the right time to to leave. Yeah. Um Cedric Alexander. Maybe not no, forever. The list goes on. The list goes on. Um I just had to look it up to double check so it was driving me nuts. It was the decade that he joined as a young boy. BJ Whitmer, Jimmy Jacobs, and your boy Roderick Strong. Yep. Yep. So uh yeah, sad to uh sad to see that go. I don't know what went into it. There's probably a lot more behind the scenes ska about it, but uh, a bit shit that AEW let its stars uh do little send-off videos and stuff and WWE didn't let yeah, their people do, I was wondering do about that. anything. Yeah. Like you had to know that like well Seth Rollins is such a company man, but you had to know that like What fucking he had difference does it make? I know. They're gone. It's over. Yeah. Like yeah. The- they're you're not promoting their brand. Their brand is ostensibly dead. Like yeah. just just let these wrestlers have their send off to the company that grew them. Yeah. And the company that like they equally built and was the launching pad for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sami Zayn. I, these guys, they got Cesaro. Ugh. Yeah. Frustrating. But uh, I got a little uh, Pusher Berry for us. Uh, I have something Pusher Berry adjacent. Ooh, I love that? it. Let's hit it. All right, I think this would be uh, fun to do with Wyatt. Maybe we'll do it with Wyatt at a later date, but but I like this one-on-one feeling for this as well. All right. I'm calling this fill-in-the-blank, Bowman. Okay. Fill-in-the-blank, Bowman. Fill-in-the-blank. Blank should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Huh. Is Vader in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. That's my my guy right there, then. Vader's fucking great. Uh, if I could pick any wrestler to go to AEW, it would be blank. Cesaro. Ooh, interesting. I've, I've, that's a king toes, I tell you, for decade plus. Man, that guy would rip it up. And he's he's never going to have that run. He's never going to get to wrestle Brock Lesnar. Like, I'm so sad. He's so great. If I could get a cameo message from any re- living wrestler... It would be blank. Oh, Rob Van Dam. And what would he say to you? What What do you want to know? know? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but like he says it like in a big cloud of smoke. He's just like, hi. And it's like, it's two meanings. Like, oh my God, RVD. But you got me a wonderful cameo for Christmas a couple years ago with Buff Bagwell, which I still think is one of the best fucking gifts I've ever gotten. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe a similar question. Maybe a similar answer. The wrestler I could think I think I could be best friends with is blank. Oof, man. I want to feel like Kofi Kingston would like me because I'm such a fan of his, uh, and I'm also very nice. Uh, wrestler <laughs> I think I could be friends with. Um, I think me and Kevin Owens would get on pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what is it about Kevin Owens that he like doesn't take himself like super seriously? He's such like a folksy kind of like sardonic person, which I really like. He you know takes a piss at himself quite a lot. Um, yeah, I think I like that. It's a good right. vibe. Kind of on the vice versa. Uh, the wrestler I would least Brock like Lesnar. to have as a neighbor is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> the thing I love about Brock Lesnar is that you watch that guy, you go, that guy would fucking hate me in real life. Like. <laughs> I would, I would hate, I would, I would tell you right now, I would hate to meet Brock Lesnar because I would just confirm what I suspect in my heart to be true is that he would just have no, he would, he would hate my guts. He'd probably he be like, he'd be indifferent towards me. It wouldn't even be like he actively hate me and just like, just look at me, like look through me like I'm nothing. Shoot you a glare. Yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. He'd probably be shooting raccoons out on uh, King and, George and Highway. He'd be like, or yeah, he hates everybody, so it's not rare. But just like to know that he singles out and he hates you specifically, that'd be something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, last one I've got here. Uh, my favorite wrestling moment that I have seen live is blank. Jeez, that's tough. Um, I we talked about it last week. Probably the Daniel Bryan hijacked uh, Raw, the Championship Ascension ceremony. That was really, really, really good. I loved that. Um, my favorite match I've ever seen live was the DIY versus the I think it was the Revival, the two out of three falls yep. NXT tag title match in Toronto. That was uh, yeah, that was nuts. Um, I oh man, I loved that match. Fucking Kane returning at Raw. In uh, in Vancouver in oh, wow. or that was, dude. You know me, late nineties, <laughs> huge cane mark. Love it because I was sitting there probably you know same age. I was on probably on the other side of the arena. <laughs> Who knows? We were maybe we were sitting right next to each other. Yeah, and I was like, really, really. This is what we. This is what we came for tonight. I this lost was the big deal my mind because people tonight. were like mysteriously being attacked all night. And it turns out that it was Kane who was attacking him. He just comes out, and beats the shit out of everybody. Man, that's. Ah, oh, I almost can't get any happier than that. <laughs> that was good. That was real, real good. Yeah, we'll go with some of those. I mean, I was at, uh, you've been to like WrestleManias. I've never been to WrestleMania. I was at the Royal Rumble when Becky Lynch and uh, Seth Rollins won their respective Rumbles. Um, those aren't like, you know, landmark moments really or anything like that. Uh, Lesnar Goldberg Survivor Series. I mentioned that before that I loved that match and you've kind of given me the gears about that, I think. I, I was at what is regarded as maybe one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Hardy Boys <laughs> Return and Undertaker supposedly. Oh, that wasn't the one I was referring to. Oh, but really? yeah. Which well, one? Seattle. What was Seattle? Uh, Daniel Bryan's retirement? 19? No, no. Oh, the WrestleMania, WrestleMania 19. Seattle. Oh, yeah. Lesnar, Lesnar Angle. And Kangle, Kurt Angle, yeah. Uh, you can see Limp Biscuit play The Undertaker to the ring. Is that what your <laughs> the did. best wrestling yeah. moment you've ever seen live? Them doing rolling <laughs> no, as no, a fucking 43 no. year old Undertaker. in Vancouver. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You can see Joe C hit Christian in the balls with a hockey stick. <laughs> Doesn't get any better I, than I, that. I have seen some shitty wrestling music. Uh, yeah people by the way yeah 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 kid rock you, saw, uh, lunch, you see lunch money lewis yeah you, i did yeah you part pitbull. of that yeah, yeah pitbull yeah 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 i've seen all of these things live those were my pee breaks yeah <laughs> all right that was fun fill in the blanks i like that thanks buddy That's yeah good. little little twist on the on the gimmick yeah all right well before we uh before we go home here we're gonna hit uh this week in wrestling history what we're gonna do right here is go back way back back into time One, two, three, four, hit it! 
Bit of an unconventional one uh, this week, but one that obviously holds a place uh, near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of stuff that happened, like, because we're in final battle territories with December, Starcades, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, and whatnot. But there's one from uh, December the 19th in 2012. Long-term publisher of WWE's video games, THQ, files for bankruptcy. Take-Two would take over the WWE license and release their first title, WWE 2K13, the following year. Truly an end of an era for some of the best games I've ever played, and something maybe some of the games I've played the most in my yep. life, going back to you know, if we're going to go strictly with WWE, uh, obviously um, Road to WrestleMania uh, or WrestleMania 2000, whatever, that was their game there. And yep. then you had uh, No Mercy, the oof, the crown jewel of wrestling video games for some people. Still extremely playable now. You get some buddies together, pop in No Mercy, get four controllers going. It's going to be a good time. Guaranteed. That, yeah, that is, like you say, that is the quintessential uh, WWE game. And, and, it's amazing how we've had all these opportunities to make a superior wrestling video game and No Mercy, you know, 20 odd years later still holds up as the game yeah. to be matched up with. Yeah, and it seems like the only company who realizes that is whoever AEW is working with. They're working with THQ exactly. and like Aki, I believe, right? Yeah, they're right. partnered up with them. Maybe not THQ, but they're working with uh, with Aki and Asmic and for the AEW video game, which looks to be a shit ton of fun. And I think they're going to do a great job capturing the spirit of that because all those guys grew up loving and playing those WWE uh, N64 games. Yeah, that, like, and we how, how hard is it to say... Here's the formula that people like and have been playing for 20 years. Let's just layer on some good graphics to it. Yeah. And a new roster. And like people still play Fire Pro. Is that what's called? Fire, Fire Pro. Pro. Yeah, I play, I play Fire Pro. Yeah. That's probably one of the most played wrestling video games. And it looks like shit. Yeah, it looks like crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, but just the depth of what, as Fire Pro has evolved over the years, the depth of what they're able to add in there now, like the amount of moves, it's staggering. You can't. Like I'm a person, I love customizing my wrestling games. Yeah. I like to customize the entrances of all the guys. So you know what? Noem Dar doesn't really get a good push on TV and stuff, but I'm going to make Noem Dar a fucking killer. Right? Like stuff right. like that. Um, so I like to edit moves, entrances, all that sort of stuff, finishers, the whole the whole nine. But what you're able to customize in Fire Pro, like what they lack in graphic improvements and stuff over the years, they've made up for one thousand times over with depth. So to your point, how can you not just update the graphics on a no mercy and give me like a four hundred person roster? Right? Yeah. Like And how and how does how does two K or whatever whatever they're called like how do how do they not see that? How do they not see that that's what people want? And instead we get, uh, uh, okay. So I was a victim of purchasing WWE 2K20. <laughs> I was going to bring that up and out you, if, you didn't out yourself. Yes. <laughs> in fact, I purchased the deluxe, like, oh, no. you know, yeah, the, uh, comes with all the DLC edition comes with extra bugs edition. Oh, it certainly did. Yeah. And, but so my point being, how do they not see that what people want is customization? What people want is is roster updates. What they want is is be, to be able to to replicate and enhance their favorite wrestlers and their favorite moves and all these kind of things. And instead, we get fucking zombies and Mad Max swamp, wrestling, swamp and, shit, and yeah, and yeah, like stuff that has absolutely zero. And uh, by the way, 
my biggest because I'm this kind of guy. I'm the I'm a story mode kind of guy in any game I play. Yep. And it has potentially one of the worst story modes. WWE 2K20, the most recent game I'm referring to, has one of the most just terrible story modes that makes absolutely no sense. It's so heavy-handed and just dumb and storyless for a story mode. Uh, and like, I just want nothing to do with that. I worked very hard, saved up all my chore money, all that sort of stuff to buy WCW versus NWO world tour for the yep. Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. Uh, and then I have been a day one by the game wrestling game enthusiast every single year since 2k 20 was the first year where i'm like yeah no this isn't uh this isn't happening because thq and wd they put out some bangers that weren't just no mercy right like here comes the pain outstanding yep uh there were svr 2006 i really liked smackdown versus raw 2010 was also really really good there were some great smackdown versus raw games mixed in there not all games are the best some of them are you know a bit shit but at least they all kind of were the same sort of deal so the fact that that thq relationship was kind of dead when they had produced a lot of really really good wrestling games but it also seemed like they got like and it was the publisher i know not the developer but just like complacent and kind of lazy like i've been playing 2k19 regularly for years still and looks like with 2K22 coming up, they are leaning more into they've got GM mode is back. Yep. Uh, they're bringing a lot more of the customization back. They've had enough time to work on it. But it seems like every year, because I follow the development of these games, every year they're like, oh, it's going to be a bit more like No Mercy. We know the developers. We, we know people love No Mercy. We're trying to bring a bit more of that No Mercy feel into it. And then it just it never is. AEW is the only company who's been like, yeah, we're look, we're doing No Mercy in yeah, 2022. Albeit we haven't seen the the product that comes out of that. So we not can't the really... final product, but no. we've seen a lot of gameplay footage and stuff. And I've, I've seen enough to kind of see where and they're going. It, and it sounds like you have a good track record of, of purchasing wrestling video games, where I have, a, I have a terrible track record of purchasing video games. When you were saving up for, for world tour, I was saving up for uh, WCW thunder oh! um, on uh, the oh, PlayStation. Yeah, no, I know the one I've got thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought that from Willow Video for like I think like fourteen dollars down the line. Like uh, it's like an epically like legendarily bad uh, wrestling video game. For worth, those of you who don't it's, know, it's worth the money for the rants. Hey guys, it's Alex Wright, the German, and if you want to see what the Germans are all about, uh, it'll be a hell of a victory. Like yeah, the rants are the best part <laughs> of that game, and they're all still burned into my brain. I love absolutely. Those. Yeah, yeah you just like you when you were cycling through the characters, right? You like pressed like square to yeah have them rant <laughs> yeah and i'll say like and i i ne i didn't i think it was circle we'll <laughs> see but i uh <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> but like wcw and ea sports had a really uh troubling relationship with like what was it mayhem and then backstage assault like yeah, yeah played all of them man played all and, of them. and then i bought one for the gamecube too like day of reckoning yep maybe day of reckoning yeah 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 yep. And that was some shit. <laughs> I was so excited for the GameCube ones because I'm like, oh, the Nintendo wrestling exactly. games are the best. Yes. So WrestleMania X8 Thank is going to be such a great game. And it yes. like, kind of wasn't. And then you look over and see what Xbox is doing with Raw and Raw 2. Like, oh, those are going to be the ones. And no, those kind of suck too. And, and genuinely, for me anyway, it was like, I remember the N64 controller. I remember yes. WCW versus NWO Re Revenge World Tour. Um, you know, and, and you know, flipping the, the stick for the finisher and all that kind of stuff and and i remembered all that so c those games coming to the gamecube i was like you say this was 
a return to form. This was everything I, but with better graphics, and it wasn't. And once again, here we are with PlayStation 5s and etc. in front of us, and uh, we still haven't gotten that wrestling video game that scratches that itch. And we're still going back and playing No Mercy. I would kill someone in front of their own mama for custom soundtracks again. Yes, I know this is a hill you're going to die on. If I can't have my Sandman creator wrestler come out to enter Sandman, what are we even doing here? What are we even doing here? <sighs> oh, man, that's good wrestling video game talk. So, yeah, it was uh, almost 10 years ago that that relationship severed and the 2K. The 2K has had some good games since. 2K14 was excellent. I loved 14, that game. Nine, is it 18 or 19? 18 and 19 were good. both good. 19 is the one I'm still playing now. Uh, yeah. But 18 and 19 were both good. Uh, yeah, 15 was the John Cena cover one. That one was not good at all. Uh, 16 was the Steve Austin special edition one. The Yeah, that was... Yeah, that had its moments. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that wraps up uh, this episode of Wrestle Nation. Uh, closes the book on it. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod. Be sure to follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. You never know what they're going to announce next. We got wrestling trivia shows. We got Alex Shelley coming through town. We got venues, all this shit being announced. A lot of stuff. You want to follow that account. For this show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. Helps us with our metrics, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, That's all for this week. Uh, Thank you very much, as always, Mike Paris. That's me, as always. (laughs) I'm Jay Bowman. We'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation.